had a dream. I was broke. No diamonds and no gold. Most saddest story ever told. Whoa. And I had a dream. I was a fool. No mansion or no pool. I woke up then I screamed. Thank God it was just a dream. Ha ha. I lived the American dream. Foreign everything. I turned my scary dreams into fairy wings. I don't want beef. I don't want green. That's vegetarian dreams. Dream. I'm having a dream when falling, yeah. I land in the purplest water, yeah. I probably surface tomorrow, yeah. Dream of a world in new order, yeah. It's been like a perfect revolver, yeah. I dreamed that I died, went to heaven, came back because I got work in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sleep tight. I did dream all night. Keep my head upright. Don't let the fed bugs bite. One night I done sleeping some good. And I woke up like, oh shit. Had a dream that I was broken and sleep with the same. I had a dream. I was what broke. What the fuck am I doing? What the hell did I just record? What on earth? What am I singing about? Like, what the? You know, kind of thing? Hey, man. What's up with me? <laughs> Anyways, hi, hi, guys. This is Mo Colasso. And it's exactly... What's the time like? It's exactly... Uh, it's exactly 7, 5 p.m. This Sunday evening... And uh, I'm really excited about uh, bringing to you the next, this, this episode uh, to you. Um, uh, excited because, you know, I'm, I just say stuff that uh, doesn't really matter, basically. Or things like, you know, uh, just like that kind of things. So, uh, anyways, that was the song by that I actually sang that song. Uh, it was by, um, it's by Lil Wayne. Uh, from his album Funeral, and that's his latest album. And I actually, um, you know, people talking about this uh, album, and I was like, I'll listen to it, you know, I'll just listen to it when it happens because I really don't like when, it, you know, the whole crowd goes and says, you know, listen to it, and then I- I'll never do that. I'll never listen, I'll never watch something or listen to something because everybody's talking about it, you know, I like to find it. So the other day, I was actually watching uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, that night and uh, Lil Wayne was on that show and then he was he sang the song Dreams from the album Funeral and believe me like it it was it was love at first sight like I just heard it once and I loved it you know there are some songs that you know there are some songs that it takes you like two to three times you listen to it and then you start liking it you don't like it at the first go it's same with people you know when you meet them uh after a few time, after a few a few times, and then you start kind of liking them. It's like that. But there are, there are some people, you know, it's like love at first sight. It's like you like them at the, the first thirty seconds of meeting them. You know, that's what the song did to me. Like I just listened to it once, and I always love Lil Wayne, and I really love the song, and I would definitely, uh, you know. Uh, if you are, uh, if you love listening to rap, uh, I would definitely recommend that you listen to uh, at least Dreams. I haven't listened to the other songs, which I'm going to do, definitely going to do uh, as, um, you know, uh, as I get 
time to do it but at least listen to dreams and that was uh, that that was the worst that i mean that that was something that i really uh, sang right now from his album i wanted to play uh, the song bellu wayne but i didn't do it because I'm not allowed to do it. I don't want to get into some copyright controversy. But believe me, you know the guy's brilliant. If you have never heard his songs, I'm sure he's been there for like a decade and more. Um so that's one brilliant song. And what I like about Lil Wayne is the guy has got um uh I think he's he's had great experiences in his life, you know. Um so he brings out those emotions. He brings out a very conscious rapper. I would definitely say, you know. Um uh he you 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 know by listening to the lyrics or whatever, you know that uh he must have had a very uh, the uh, you know a very uh, uh, it's been it's it's been good and bad as well and you know he's had those experiences life and that's what you really get to listen to in his songs and that's what i like so i always call him a conscious rapper um and the best part you know rappers like you know they're really fast they go one verse of the other they go they go one line of the other and you can't really understand you know the whole thing see i'm i'm sure rap is all about you know you go uh you uh you kind of really have to go fast that's what rapping is all about but at the same time if you're just rap going so fast uh in the entire song it just doesn't you know it doesn't really uh blend well you need to have that pace that's what i believe in rap even in rap and hip hop you need to have that pace you need to go slow and then fast and that's what uh lil wayne has you know he's got that uh he brings that character in most of his songs um like for instance you know i like eminem as well i really like eminem as well but uh i like eminem when he's kind of uh, when he's when he collaborate when he collaborates with other artists you know because when he's doing it all alone he's like he's really fast that's for me see listen i don't really like uh, something that really speeds up all through like for 3 minutes i can't focus i can't concentrate i like rap I love rap, but I like rap which also pauses in between with some uh, with some slow kind of, you know, uh gel, like what Lil Wayne does. Like for instance, you know Eminem's uh song that very famous song of Eminem um where he collaborate collaborated with uh, Rihanna, the song I Love the Way You Lie. Like I really love that song, you know. Why? Because Rihanna brings that slow part to the song and then Eminem gives it that, you know, that pace. So that's what I really like. I don't like a song that is too slow throughout and I don't like a song that is really fast throughout. I like a song that is got that balance, you know? So like the Rihanna song, the song that goes like uh, just gonna stand there and watch me burn. That's all right because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. That's all right because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. So that's a slower and then Eminem does that rapping which goes like this. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now it's a still night in my windpipe. I can't breathe but I still fight. Well I can fight as long as the wrong feels right. It's like I'm in flight. High off a of lot drunk from my hate. It's like I'm huffing pain. I love her the more I suffer. I suffocate right before I'm about to drown. She resuscitates me. She fucking hates me. 
Because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. That's alright because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. See, you get you get what I'm saying? It's like you know the blend of Rihanna slow and the blend of uh, uh, Eminem. You know, doing that rap part of it which uh, which is fast i love that blend i really love that kind of music you know which has the kind of a, a balance of uh, both uh, of both you know the slow and uh, slow and uh, fast pace uh, so that's that's a little bit about uh, <laughs> i'm sorry the way i sang uh, the intro song i mean crazy man i try shit i try everything you know i give everything a shot whether you like it or whether you don't like it, as long as I want to give it a shot and I'm happy about it, you know, kind of thing. So how are you guys doing, man? Like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening in your lives? Like, you know, um, uh, I'm kind of, uh, kind of uh, chilled out. It's almost, I'm actually late uh, recording this. Um, I always, you know, I desperately always want to kind of record it on a Saturday, but it just doesn't happen. Um, I I want to do it like, you know, 11, 12, whatever it is, but it just doesn't happen. I don't know. And then it's like Sunday evening and, uh, and then, you know, it's all a rush, whatever. So, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, recently actually, uh, there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, I've been, I always, uh, I always ride the Metro and, uh, and a lot of public transportation is what I do, you know, whenever, whenever I get a chance. So it's, I also take ride the bus, I ride the train. Um, and uh, so these days I've been noticing that folks actually are wearing those masks, you know, uh, those masks of um, to kind of, uh, you know, I think people in China are usually wearing it because of the coronavirus thing. And uh, people are kind of already started taking precautions even here, you know, they're all wearing masks uh in at every public place so it's like you know i just keep wondering like is it so serious even here or other places or is it happening only in china so it's really scary um especially you know um uh, now uh, uh, the chinese government uh, and uh, the global i think the globe uh, every everyone around the world are pressurizing china like last episode i did talk about i talked about um you know this wild wild meat uh wild animals meat trade in china of uh, endangered animals and wild animals which are really uh, sold for the meat and uh and uh, i was just reading another article today that uh, now uh the global people all over the world are pressurizing china to close the market because i wish they had closed this market you know when sars is ha- when sars happened in 2002 because SARS had actually originated from bats because people in China, uh, people there in China, they ate bats. I think bat meat is very popular there. So um, the the virus actually uh, was passed on from bats to humans in 20, 2002. And the temporary kind of, uh, just a background, the temporary kind of uh, 
uh, stop the market. And then once they found a solution and they cured SARS and uh, the disease kind of vanished away, I think some vaccines really helped. So uh, they restarted the wild animals trade and the endangered animals kind of meat trade. So now this pressure from the world that China needs to close this market because they believe uh, this uh, this particular virus. Now, uh, recent research has kind of said that it has come from the pangolin, pangolin, uh, that I can't even pronounce the name of that animal. Believe me, like it's a mammal, a scaly kind of uh, back, uh, pangolin. I think pangolin is what you, how you say, I don't know how to say it. I can't even say it and these guys eat it, man. I can't even say, I can't even pronounce the name of this animal. And these guys eat it. And it seems like, uh, so uh, the disease has actually spread from the pangolin to humans because of eating of that, again, endangered animal or wild animal. And then, you know, there are uh, people saying that, you know, anyway, everyone eats meat. Like, you know, we eat, we eat cow's meat, we eat pig meat, we eat chickens, which is legal, you know, all over the world. Why we are kind of pressurizing China to stop eating? But those are wild animals. Now, these cows, pigs and chickens, we feed them, you know, human beings. We, I don't eat meat, okay? I've stopped eating meat for about, successfully for about five years. But I've eaten meat growing up. I grew up eating uh, eating beef, eating uh, pork, I've eaten chickens, I've, I still eat fish. So I don't eat meat, but I still eat fish. Uh, and it's been like about six years, five to six years almost now since I quit eating meat. But that that apart, you know, I'm not talking about what I don't do. But I, what I'm saying is, those are wild animals. So saying that, you know, anyways, uh, people eat meat. So why uh, why should we stop eating wild animals? Hey, man. Cows, pigs and chickens, they are fed by human beings. They're taken care of by human beings and then they're killed. You know, it's different from wild animals that are, you know, kind of uh, roaming or uh, roaming in their wild uh, habitat. And then we just go, uh, go and kind of kill them and eat them. You know, these wild animals are basically, uh, they're starved, they're dehydrated. They eat, they eat things that we don't really know what they eat. So we know nothing about them. So why eat them? You know, at least chickens, goats, cows and pigs and things like that. They are basically uh, animals that are taken care of by humans. They're fed by humans and then they're killed, which is so bad, which is really sad. But whatever. But that's what really happens, right? Uh, so there's no point arguing, you know, the domesticated animals. These are wild animals and the huge difference, you know. You don't know what wild animals are eating outside there. You don't know what conditions they're living outside there. At least domesticated animals that we eat, we feed them. We know how they're living. Some of them are free range. That's a new kind of terminology. So uh, that's the difference. So there's no argument here, you know. There's really no argument. Uh, Yeah. And then, you know, um, almost like uh, the number of deaths and the number of infected have increased from what had happened in SARS. Still now, I think, uh, of course, they're saying that uh, the number of new patients contracting the disease is kind of reduced. That's what I was reading. But till now, 811 people have died. Uh, 37,000 people have uh, are infected right now as we speak. And SARS, when SARS happened in 2002, 
there were 8,000 people who were infected. So look at the difference. So this has really skyrocketed. And I think it's a little, um, it's a little scary. That's what I feel. And the best part about all this, you know, um, okay, so you have this, you have this wild animal, endangered animal species, or whatever, this, this killing thing. And uh, you're still continuing the business. But at the same time, there's Dr. Lee, you know, it is so sad to hear about this doctor who kind of, uh, who kind of told authorities that, you know, there's this, there's this thing happening, there's this disease that is spreading, all, all of his patients are kind of uh, having the same symptoms kind of thing, and he warned authorities. But what did the authorities do? They sent police, and they kind of uh, shut him up, and it was, um, they shut him up and just silenced him. He kind of actually uh, was informing his people on social media that, you know, be careful, and then these guys, they kind of just trapped him and uh, silenced him. And what happened? He's dead today. You know, he contracted the same disease and he died, I believe, two days back, which is so very sad. Like he died a hero, you know, this guy. And uh, that's the real sad part about uh, what's happened. You know, you can silence people. You can silence people no matter yeah, you know, you can silence people by just doing whatever you want, just kind of jailing them or putting them in or whatever, you know, but you can't silence a, a disease, a virus, a bacteria. You can't. They're just going to show, uh, they're just going to show up, you know. So what's happening in China? I have no idea exactly. Um, and uh, of course, it's not only China, all over the world. Crazy things are happening, whether you're a democracy or whether you're a communist regime or whether you're uh, an autocratic regime or whatever it is, you know. But uh, but this whole thing about this doctor thing was like really pissed me off. I mean, you know, the guy had already warned authorities back in December when it just kind of initiated. If they're taking action, coronavirus would not be an issue, would not be a trending topic, would not be no one would be talking about it about it today, you know. So basically in China, if you see something, you don't say anything. And if you say anything, you're just going to be behind uh, in jail, you know, which is so sad. Uh, Dr. Lee, rest in peace. Right. So um, I was, um, I like this, you know, I was watching uh, something. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, you know, this power move of, uh, I, I like this power move of tearing a paper, you know, piece of paper in front of him. I think it really looks like, you know, without saying anything, without saying something or without, uh, without saying a word, no, uh, with, without saying uh, fuck you or without saying hell with you or without saying get lost or without saying you're an asshole or without saying you're sick or whatever. I love the, I love the, I love the move of just tearing paper, you know, and I, I think I'm going to use it definitely because it's a power move. Like say for instance, you know, I'm kind of, uh, someone's getting on my nerves, like right in front of me. And, uh, I just take a piece of paper and just tear it. Like, you know, let me just tear something. Okay. Let me tear this paper. There's nothing on it. Okay. So imagine, I just, I just, how powerful is that move? Isn't that a powerful move? Like, hey man, I'm not going to spend my energy uh, uh, saying what, uh, who you are, what you are, or how you make me feel. All I'm going to do is just kind of 
I'm just gonna. The only thing is I need a piece of paper. So what I'm what I plan to do is now I'll just kind of uh, I never have a piece of papers on in my bag. So I just plan to keep kind of uh, spare papers in my bag. So anyone getting on my nerves, I just kind of yeah yeah and just kind of tear stuff. That's it. You know I'm not gonna waste my energy talking uh, or saying anything. I think. Tearing paper is one power move. So I'm on the train. Someone gets on my nerves. I'll just stand in front of that person, tear it in front uh, a paper in front of in front of his or her face. You know, I'm on the street. Someone gets on my nerves, tear a piece of paper. I'm in the gym. Someone uh, doesn't uh, clean the machine or does not uh, kind of uh, acts acts stupid or plays the music loud. Just go in, in front of the person and just tear a piece of paper. You know, those are power moves. I think you know. So I need to make sure that I always have paper wherever I go you know in my bag or whatever that's a power more definitely I loved it uh right so um just gonna stand there and watch me burn that's all right because I like the way it hurts just gonna stand there and tear a piece of paper that's all right because I love the way it makes me feel. I love the way it makes me feel. You all, you all should try it, you know, definitely. Just try tearing a piece of paper because I'm going to do it definitely. It's a, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant move. <laughs> right, so um, I was actually, uh, you know, I had this problem. I, ha- I do, I can't pronounce Latin words. I have a lot of problem with uh spanish words uh, that have an h in it like i just can't do it like marijuana i do it because this i hope i'm saying it correctly uh, not uh, no no not h um uh this what is it called uh, the words spanish words with a j in it i can't say it you know my uh, i know you have to say it in a in a her in a her in a h you have to convert the j into an h before you pronounce like marijuana wanna marijuana it has a j right in it so uh marijuana or like um the oscar nominee um what's his name wakim phoenix like it's a j j o a q u i m a normal person like me like someone like me joakim that's how i said his name first you know and then someone corrected me saying his wakim oh really you know oh really Oh, really? Oh, no. It's wrong. J, Joe. J O A, Joe. Not what? Like, who are you kidding, man? But yeah, it is that. It is that. It's Joaquim. Okay, fine. So then, okay, those are Spanish words. And there's Latin words like squid pro crow. That was one thing that came up. And then everyone started talking about it, started trending. I couldn't pronounce it. Pronounce it. And I'm like squid pro crow. And then this new word comes out, cocass. Everyone's talking about cocass. Another Latin word. Like, why am I supposed to suffer, you know? Because, uh, because uh, you all want to use Latin words. Why am I supposed to be the bad guy? Why am I supposed to be someone who can't pronounce something? Because you're using Latin words in English. I speak English. I don't speak Latin English. You know, kind of thing. Hey, man. Coke ass. 
So this new, huh? So what I was talking about is this COCAS thing. Like what's happening in Iowa? Like I don't care about, I don't know what COCAS is. What is the meaning of it? I can't pronounce it. I don't know how it really works. I have no idea. My problem is the technology that was used in Iowa, okay? I've not been to that state ever. But like, you know, when you're using technology, you need to kind of, even when you're dancing or you have to do a big performance, say for example, Shakira and uh, uh, J-Lo had that huge performance, you know, in front of the huge crowd with millions of people watching them. Hey man, they just didn't go and perform there. They kind of, uh, they kind of, uh, they kind of practiced. They did a lot of uh, practice, practice, practice with not with maybe their normal clothes, and then they practiced with their dresses that they're gonna wear on stage. That, and then they went on stage after months and months of practice, and then they went on stage and gave a great performance. You know, one of the best. Like it was. Brilliant. Like it was breathtaking, breathtaking. You are breathtaking, you know, kind of thing. So that's how you roll out a project. Hey, Iowa. Hey, man, Iowa. What's up? Like you just kind of create an app like a month back and then you just kind of roll it for uh, people to kind of use it to kind of uh, cost the ballots. How? How is that even possible? Like, it's technology. It's technology that is made by people. Just like people go and dance on stage on such huge stages like the Super Bowl halftime. Same way you had a smaller size of uh, customers here. You could always do a test run. You could do a rehearsal. You could do a dress rehearsal before you went live with it. Like, it's crazy. And that really puts me off. Like, you know... When you have such huge elections, I don't know what COCAS is and how it works, whatever. My, my basic idea is like, hey man, it's technology. When you're using technology, it is so important to do dress rehearsal before, before you allow it to go live. As simple as that. You know, I've developed websites in the past, okay? So before, before allowing anything to go live on my website or maybe whichever website i have a staging site as well you know staging.com i go and check how that the website that i created or designed really looks on a staging site and if it looks good on that which is nothing but the testing site and after it looks good on that i allow it to go go live for live customers you know i don't just allow it to go live first so same thing with Hey, Iowa, you know, if you're using an app, make sure that you stage it before going live. You do an observational research in the sense, send it to people who are going to use it. Like, you know, uh, whether they're having difficulty, the behavior of people, like, you know, are they be able to, uh, are they kind of going to the right places where you expect them to go? Because there are different people from different ages, you know, you have the old, young, everyone kind of casting the ballot or whatever, however this process works. So, hey, man, Iowa, you need to stage it before going live. You need to do observational research, like perform tests to check behavior of your users, whether anything confuses them or whatever. 
And then you also need to do a user acceptance testing, which is so pretty simple. If I'm cooking a meal, I will taste it before giving it to people who have invited for lunch or dinner. I can't cook for, actually, to be very frank, I haven't cooked for uh, more than four people ever in my life. And I'll never do it because that's the limit. Like four people is what I can cook for, not more than that. But hey, man, when I'm cooking, I taste it. So if I, if, uh, if I have to die, I'll die there. And then I won't you know, kill anybody with the food that I've cooked, you know, kind of thing. So same thing with uh, uh, launching an app for a huge audience, uh, uh, which is going to kind of decide who your uh, candidate is, you know, COCAS. So do a design testing, a selection, you know, kind of a, uh, by selecting a testing team, executing the test cases, and then uh, see whether there are any bugs in that uh, and then rectify those bugs and then allow it to go, you know, live. Hey, man, Iowa. Hey, Iowa. <laughs> that was that really kind of pissed me off, you know, especially not because uh, of, you know, uh, anyway, who won that? Who won the Iowa uh, thing? A coke ass. Was it uh, was it Bernie Sanders or was it? Uh, um, boot edge edge I have no idea but yeah it was making it was making big news and I wonder what really happened with that hey Iowa stage it before going live stage it's technology it's technology <laughs> oh, I'm gonna stand there and hear me cry that's all right because I like the way you lie. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. That's all right because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. That's I love that blend. I love the blend of, you know, you go slow and then suddenly you kind of rap with it. I love collaborations. I just love collaborations. You know, they work really. Bam, man. Right. So uh, today's the Oscars. I don't know whether how many of you are watching it, but um, if you've heard my previous episodes, my eye is definitely on Joaquin Phoenix and the movie Joker. You know, I want, I think uh, Joker has the maximum nominations. Like, um, I always knew the movie was good. And definitely, uh, as I, uh, as I judge, I'm a good observer. Okay. I know when something is really good. I can, I can tell you without any kind of bias because, Hey man, I don't know. I didn't know who Joaquin was. I don't know who those actors were. The story directors were the makeup artists, the choreography done by home the voice sound nobody you know i'm completely unbiased but you know i make good observations to be very frank i cannot judge my own work i cannot judge my own work i can't you know i don't know whether something that i am doing is going to be successful or not but i'm a good observer i can tell you you know by watching it very by, my, by myself like without being in a crowd or whatever i can watch something just being alone by myself and tell you whether something is good or not and it actually turns out that way. I don't know. But I wish I could do it for my work and things that I do because I can't judge. I cannot kind of predict, 
you know, things that I do basically. I wish I could do that, you know, maybe things would just click the way I, I planned it to be. And it's never that way. Right. So um, it's the Oscars and uh, the Joker has the maximum nominations. I think there are 11 nominations uh, for the movie Joker uh, in different categories like acting, story, direction, makeup, choreography, voice, sound. And I loved everything about the movie. You know, the background sound was so good. Uh, the acting was good. Even the makeup was brilliant. The dance was uh, brilliant. The dance was brilliant. And uh, everything about the movie, the direction, you know, the camera angles and uh, it was so raw. The movie was so raw. It was, you know, on the streets. It was everything was shot out there, you know, out there in the open, uh, out there in those raw streets, in those in those filthy streets. Nothing is like, uh, you know, uh, made to look glamorous. And that's what I love about movies. You know, when it's very raw, it's very you show the filth that is supposed to be there in that location. You don't, you don't glamorize something, you know. You don't kind of put, uh, make someone look good, you know, for the sake of it, for, uh, for uh, the sake of, uh, for it to look good on a big screen. So that's what I like about the movie. And I said it right from before, before this awards thing really started because I don't care about the awards. But at the same time, if they've got 11 nominations and um, the maximum number of nominations, I know why they've got the nominations. It's so brilliant. It's just like, so let's see what happens because um, I hope they get all 11 uh, awards. Definitely. If, after, if I was a judge, maybe I would give it to the Joker. Like frankly, point blank, you know, I would do that. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, I was actually, um, everybody was also talking about the, um, the, the Super Bowl halftime where, um, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, uh, there are many, there were many people of faith from one faith or whatever. I won't name the faith. They said that, uh, it was like porn or it was, it was so filthy that they, uh, you know, they, they would have to kind of, um, they, they would not get a place in heaven and things like that. It was so crazy. Like, what, what, was so, what was so bad in that dance? I mean, hey, man, you have so many people. Like, when did America really turn like that? I just don't understand. You don't see this part of America when you're abroad, you know? Never. Like, they were just in their great outfits, which look brilliant. I love the way Shakira looked in the red. I love that red outfit that Shakira wore in that, uh, in one of her, I don't know which song she sang, Waka Waka, I'm not sure. She's a great belly dancer and I love the moves. And I was like, hey man, I love that dress. I wish I could wear it, you know, I would wear it to maybe, uh, I would just wear it anywhere on the street, just walking down the street. You know, I love that dress so much. Um, and uh, both of them perform so well, so I don't know why they're getting the crap. Just, but just one tip I want to tell people, you know. Um, see, it's like this. Now, the outfits that they've worn, if, if a thin person, you know, a thin, a thin person would wear the same outfits that they have worn, it just makes them look cute, you know. The same outfit, if you give someone really skinny and thin, it makes them look cute or maybe, maybe looks them, it makes them look thin or you know cute or whatever it looks sweet on them but when you have a curve a curvy person wearing it I mean real good curves like you know uh sexy curves the person in the same outfit 
in their sizes makes them look sexy it makes them look it looks makes them look sweet and it looks great you know and uh, so that's the only difference it's like you know uh, when you see a man and he's uh, jogging he's he's jogging in the street shirtless you know a thin guy would just look you know okay he's a guy shirtless he's cute you know kind of thing but uh if if a guy who's uh, who's built up who's got the muscles or whatever and he's running shirtless he would look sexy you know he you'd find him cool kind of thing so that's the only difference between um uh the 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 way someone dresses dresses up it's just the body and i would definitely prefer prefer sexy over cute definitely i'm not a cute person at all i can't i can't speak cute like you know hey you know miss you all i can't do that you know so i'm not i'm not a cute person i like uh, so i like the, i'm not even a sexy person no way i don't carry off sexy well i don't carry off cute well uh but i would definitely prefer prefer uh the curvy girl and the curvy guy uh because it makes them look sexy in the same outfit that someone thinner would wear and there's no harm looking cute as well that just depends on uh individual choices uh so um uh that's all that I want to kind of uh talk about uh, I love the halftime and I have no complaints about it definitely it was one of the best performances uh there was shared time between imagine how getting two performances at the same time as usually it's one performer performing it so i really love that um so that's all that i have for today actually <laughs> it's weird you know i just talk kind of crap and crap and crap crap but still i have you know i have to write down at least i have to fill up two papers to be really be prepared for the show like i start i start an hour before uh really you know what i'm going to talk about because it's good to have points down there uh right so hey man thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it you know i was actually doing a random check about you know who are these who are folks who really listen uh, you know what are the hits that i'm getting and surprisingly you know i do understand when people from india and the united states really listen to me because i have that connection with people i've connected with people like locally in both the countries but you know it was amazing when i saw people from australia and you know not one time but i get many hits from australia from uh, the united kingdom from brazil from chile from france from germany uh and from south america which is which was so satisfying like just two days back i went to see you know who's really checking me out and i was like thrilled man thank you so much guys you guys okay from uh of course from india united states you're just like family to me now but uh you guys were outside and i've never really connected with you f- like you know never really you know kind of uh hanged out with you hey man thank you so much for listening that is so sweet of you um and uh yes so if you want to kind of uh, if you want to kind of uh, write to me you can dm me on twitter don't write crap man i get a lot of i get a few crap uh, messages hey don't do that but write to me if you have something to say or uh, you have some feedback or whatever or you can write to me at justanobodypodcast@gmail.com as you know this podcast is called justanobody because i'm a nobody out here 
hey man i'm a nobody but thank you so much for listening to this nobody it really feels great uh so uh that's all that i want to kind of um uh talk to you i, I wanted to kind of uh talk to you today and uh so um that's it so until next time my next episode whenever i kind of record it thank you so much for listening and maybe uh let me just kind of leave you with uh with 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 with, with um yeah let me leave you with this just gonna stand there and watch me burn well, that's all right because i like the way it hurts just gonna stand Anyways, thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys for that. And bye, 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 bye.